Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Ever since even Paul's day, to this day, People are telling you when the rapture is coming. I'll just say it very quickly. If somebody comes to you and says, I found this guy, the guy's brilliant. He knows that the rapture is coming. Here's when it's coming and here's why it's coming. He's wrote a whole book on it. Just say to the person, thank you very much. God said he will tell us when the rapture is coming because it's going to be instant. We have no idea what the date is. In fact, do you know that Jesus doesn't know when the rapture is going to occur? Only God. About 20 or so years ago, there was a man who was positive that he'd figured out the exact date of Christ's return. Well, he sold a lot of books and got a bit of attention. Then when the date came and went, he suddenly had a refinement of his date, setting it for a few months later. That day came and went, and so did he. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the truth of Jesus' second return. He'll be using the letters of the Apostle Paul who wrote about this topic. Paul wanted to comfort some of the believers in Thessalonica and correct their thinking about this matter. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Are You Ready for the Rapture? Jesus came to this earth. His purpose was many purposes, but one of them, of course, was to die. But he wanted to set up people that could take his place. And that was his apostles. Today, it's you and me. And he promised the Holy Spirit would come in us so we'd be part of the body of Christ. Now, when he did that, he established what we call today the church age. The reason it's called church age is because he started the church, the church of Jesus Christ. And that age started on the day of Pentecost. We're still in it today. 2,000 years later, we're in the church age. Now, this next picture is the picture of the rapture. Now, notice, the rapture you see is in a cloud. Now, why is that? Because he doesn't come down to the earth. He does this catching up in the cloud. Now, look at the second coming. He's going to come all the way down and stand on the Mount of Olives, the same place he left. So there's the difference. Now, look at this little blue line here to the left of the rapture, this little blue line. What is that little blue line coming down here and then going up? That's all the people that are believers that have died. Where have they been all this time? In heaven. So see where they're coming from? They're coming from heaven and they're coming down. And what's coming out of the grave to meet them? Their bodies. God has put it together. And as they rise up together, God gives them a totally brand new body. Anybody excited about that? Oh, yeah, I'll take it. Well, okay, I'm going to have them use you an old body. Is that all right? Now, what's the little red mean? 
That's you and I. We weren't in heaven. We're on earth. But we're going to what? Join them. And forever, we're going to be in heaven with the Lord. Now, you saw the word, and I'll come back to it later quickly. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is used all through the Old Testament and through the New Testament. In our context, the day of the Lord, and you can see this in many places, the day of the Lord. Normally, what it means, God's wrath. God says, I've had enough. Remember the flood? Nobody wanted to believe God. Everybody wanted to do their own thing, except Noah and his family and eight. He said, build an ark. And the people went, ha, 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 never been any rain or whatever, until it started raining. Hundreds of years, Noah preached. Nobody believed. You know, it sounds like our world today. Do you know that? They don't believe God at all. And then when it started raining, which they'd never seen before, the doors were closed. Then they panicked, but they all died. That's the wrath of God. Making fun of God. Careful. He's a loving God, but he's a just God. So you see that. I don't like it. You don't like it, but that's true. But the other part is blessing. The day of the Lord can be a blessing. When the believers go to heaven, those that have died and those who are us, just going to be raptured. We go to heaven. Would you call that a curse of God or a blessing of God? That's a blessing of God. Now, who's left? And you're going to see this. I want you to see this in your mind. Who's left when all the believers leave? All unbelievers. Would that be a thousand people in our world? That'd be probably six to eight billion people in our world. Now, would you call that, and then they go into seven years of hell. That's the day of the Lord. So what has God done? He's protected us from his wrath. God protects his believers from the wrath of God. And what does he do? He catches us up. Would you take that option, or you want to stay here for seven years through that? See, that's God's love for us. That's why we need to get the gospel out. You'll see that as we go. So just keep that in your mind as we go through the teaching today. Now, look at verse 18. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. No kidding. We have all these reasons to be encouraged, excited, filled with hope. Because we know when we get to heaven, so many things are going to happen. We're going to meet our friends, whatever. I can't wait to meet Moses. Moses, what was walking through that Red Sea like? Man, tell me. And you'll have all those kind of other things as well. Plus, we're going to get a new body on the way up. Now, heaven is the place where believers live in their new bodies. In their new bodies. Here's what that transition looks like. Natural to supernatural. Imperfect to perfect. Sinful to sinless. And death to an eternal life. What a transition. All of us here, we know that our bodies and minds are imperfect, and they just continue to break down. Never designed that way, but sin brought that. The Bible tells us that we will receive new bodies as we go to heaven, brand new bodies. We will have our personalities, individualities, we'll be recognizable. We'll recognize our loved ones and friends in heaven. Our bodies are going to be suited for heaven and for eternity. They will be like the resurrected body of Jesus, real, visible, and tangible. Now, that should excite you. You remember when Jesus died and was resurrected, he decided one of those evenings to go visit the disciples, and they were in the upper room. 
We don't know where he was, but he took an Uber and he got. Yeah, you're right. How did he get from where he was to the upper room? Can you imagine just saying where you want to go? And you're there. That's what our new body is going to be like. It's supernatural. And when he got there, he was so excited. Woo! He got there. Well, he forgot his keys for the upper room. So he knocked on the door. No, he didn't. When he got to the upper room, what did he do? He walked through the door. I like it. You like it? How many hate losing your keys? You know, I finally got one after nine-year-old car. I got a new one. These fobs weigh about this much when you walk around. You know what I'm talking about? Well, in those days, no keys. No TSA waiting in line. You just fly wherever you want to go. Amen. Boeing will be gone by then. Okay, now, let's move on. (laughs) There's one other thing Jesus did that you're going to like. Our bodies are going to be just like Jesus. Remember that. Just like Jesus. Our new bodies, because we saw Jesus do it, we're going to be able to drink and eat with no diets. Get on that bike. No, fat just come off me. There it is. Praise the Lord. How many carbs are in that? Who cares? We're free, free. Yes, we are free. That's going to be fantastic. Until then, we suffer. All right, now. Our bodies are going to be imperishable. That means no longer subject to decay and aging. And I thought about this one a lot this week. Our disabilities, the people have disabilities, so many families, people, all gone. Brand new body. Brand new body. My wife and I like to watch BBC news, not all the time, but more than any of the others, obviously. They are still liberal in the political stuff and whatever, but it's really news. You can see all kinds of stuff happening in the world rather than Trump-itis. That's about all they have on the other news places. And here was a guy, and I'd seen him before. He's a young guy, no hands, just a wrist, no feet, just an ankle. And he was taking a trip to Japan on his own because they have hardly any kind of disability stuff, and he's trying to get things started for people. So they showed him at the subway in Tokyo, and I've been there numbers of times, and it's a funny place. Because all of a sudden, when you're trying to get on the subway, you feel this, what the heck was that? Well, they have these pushers with white gold, and they push your butt. They pack you in like a sardine. I beg your pardon. Woo! You don't say beg your pardon anymore. Get me in, get me in, get me in, because you have to wait forever. Now, they call white gov. That would be a job I wouldn't care for. Anyway, so he goes to the ticket place, and he can't push the button to get the ticket to come out. He can't handle the money. How do you handle the money? No hands. So he has to go to the desk and ask somebody to come help him. And the person comes to help him. And then gets the ticket for him. And he says, there's where you go right down there. Well, you can't put the ticket into the gate to get through. And then he walks through. And he's going through all of these places. He just, you know, like this, walking through. And I went, man, that guy has really got the guts. Way to go. Most people just sit home, feel sorry for themselves. They're going, you know, I hope one day he becomes a Christian. Everything will be brand new. Think of all the children we have today 
Is that this kind of a disease? Is that this kind of a disease? No more. Perfect bodies. Perfect bodies. Perfect bodies. Now, there's one other thing. Our minds will be perfect. No Alzheimer's. No senior moments. Now, you young people just keep laughing. Your tent's going to destroy too. You ever done this with your mind? What's that person's name? Uh, and you know it like the back of your hand. And like 10 minutes later, boop, it comes to you. Well, the person's gone then. And I'm saying, what are you doing up there? What's, what's happening up there? It used to come like that. Now, you're really in trouble if the person's name you're trying to think about is your spouse. <laughs> it's called for marriage counseling. No. You know, when we get to heaven, our minds will just be clear, perfect, memory, which is fantastic. You know, I take dark chocolate quite often before I teach and if I have to do stuff, 85 to 95% dark chocolate, just a big piece. Well, you know what it does? Brings your memory back. Now they've discovered that mint, peppermint mints can help you with that. I got a case of both out there at the end. (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's how we're going to pay for our AC unit. All right, now here we go. Anybody excited about a new body? Turn to your neighbor right now and go, I'm getting, come on, smile. I'm getting a new body. Come on, turn around. Come on. I'm getting a new body. Amen. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, I know I did. Let's go to chapter five. Now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we do not need to write you. Now, what is he talking about? Ever since even Paul's day, to this day, people are telling you when the rapture is coming. I'll just say it very quickly. If somebody comes to you and says, I found this guy, the guy's brilliant. He knows that the rapture's coming. Here's when it's coming, and here's why it's coming. He's wrote a whole book on it. Just say to the person, thank you very much. God said he will tell us when the rapture's coming because it's going to be instant. We have no idea what the date is. In fact, you know that Jesus doesn't know when the rapture is going to occur. Only God. So you know how many years I've been a Christian? 70 years. I've watched these things come and go for 70 years. Here's the date. Here's how it works. Here's what's going to happen. Every one of those people are totally confused. There is no date to the rapture. Only God knows when it's going to happen. So if you buy a book like that, if you need to, then put it right in the fireplace and and be warm by it and go on. Now, verse 2. For you know that very well the day of the Lord, which I just talked about, will come like a thief in the night. In that context, again, it's talking about the rapture. After the rapture, immediately seven years of God wrath come on unbelieving, godless people. Now, the thief in the night simply means this. There's no warning. There's absolutely no warning. You know, you say, hey, honey, the Fox News just sent me an email here. God's coming back this afternoon. No, that's not true. You're going to get no warning. Now, if you want to write this down, you can. It's very simple. We'll help you sometimes. Three times in the New Testament, we have focus on the rapture. 
Starts with Jesus, John 14. And then Paul here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And now, look at here. This is Paul writing in Corinth. This is about the rapture. This whole chapter, about 15, is mostly about the rapture. So let's read what Paul writes. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. Remember, the rapture wasn't known in the Old Testament. They didn't know what it meant. And it wasn't a secret. We, Christ followers, will not all die. But we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, and when the last trumpet is blown. Now look at the next part. For when the trumpet sounds, those Christ followers who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. So there's exactly the same thing we just all went through. There's going to be two of those things. Believers who already have died, they're going to go first. Then everybody that's alive as a believer in the, on the world is going to go at the same time. Now, look at the timing of this. The rapture will come suddenly in the twinkle of an eye without warning. And I want you to just wink at your neighbor. Come on, everybody, just get your eye going. You can practice winking. Just wink once at your neighbor. This isn't flirting. This is winking. All right? How fast was that? How fast was it? Was it fast? Was it really fast? Well, here's how fast it is. They've measured it. Four tenths of a second. You know, there's some unbelievers that think they can wait and get ready in time for the rapture. Really? Really? I use this illustration because I think it's perfect. Pastor Mark, I'm not a believer yet, but I'm practicing. I'll be ready. For the rapture. Okay, let me see how that works. And he says this. God, forgive me and save me. Sorry, too slow. God, forgive. Way too slow. God, too slow. Gee, too slow. Am I right? What has he done? He's missed it. You don't have a choice. It's impossible. Now, I want you to think about something. Can you imagine after the rapture, The mass confusion, plane after plane after plane, who has a believer captain crashes. You're having surgery. You're on the table. Your surgeon is a believer. And you just multiply that times billions of times. That's what's going to happen in an instant. And see, you have to understand, outside these walls, people have no idea what's coming. That's why Paul wrote this. Here's another thing you have to understand. There's going to be a lot of pastors today who don't believe in any of this. They become so liberal, they don't believe in anything in the Bible. They're going to run to a church And they're going to find some of their people, actually probably most of their people, saying, what happened? I don't know. But I led you wrong all these years. Do you understand why I'm here to teach the word of God? It's not my word. If the rapture happened right now, Who would I be teaching to? I would be teaching to nobody because I'm gone. But I guarantee you, 
Some of you will be here. Do you see what that young man did when he went home? His mother went, put the keys in the door. He came back, sees the keys in the door. Where does he run to? The church. Is there anybody there? No. This isn't to shock you. There's no way for us to know how horrible that's going to be. Now, there's all kind of theories. There's newspapers that already have the headlines, all that kind of stuff. You have to understand this. Every unbeliever will miss the rapture. Every unbeliever will be left behind. Every single one. And what happens to them? Here it is. At the rapture, it's done. Now we begin the seven years of tribulation. The worst part is the second half. The first part, the Antichrist will come. And what's going to happen with all of that is simply this. The Antichrist is going to bring good news. And the people are going to think, wow, everything's fine. There's some people now that think that the newspapers will say, well, we don't know what happened to those billions of people, but it's probably the aliens got them. Seriously. They're talking about it. No, we're in heaven with God. But what the world is going to do, the Antichrist is coming. That's what we'll talk about when we get to parts of Revelation. We're not going to do the whole book, obviously, but we're going to talk about that. And the Antichrist will come. He's called the Antichrist because he takes the place of Christ. And the Jewish people are going to be totally confused. And during this time, the Antichrist comes in, and they think he's the answer to man's problems. And some of that first time is going to be pretty good. And then he goes and sits in the Jewish temple and says, worship me, I'm God. And the Jewish people go, uh, we've been deceived. And you know what God's going to do from that point? All hell breaks loose. There'll be millions and millions and millions and millions of people that will lose their life. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, what happens if every unbeliever is left? Where are the Christians? They're all where? In heaven. We're all gone. There are none. Well, can a person during those seven years as an unbeliever get saved? Absolutely. See, when the church leaves, do you know what's keeping our world from being totally chaos today? It's the church of Jesus Christ. Because we teach the word. When the church is gone, the Holy Spirit's still here. And he's talking to people, trying to get them what? Saved. He's the one that convicts. I can't get you saved. No man can get you saved. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts your heart and draws you to Jesus. So many people will become Christians. That's good news. Here's the bad news. Most of them will be martyred for Jesus Christ. See, this is why I always say, when I give an altar call, well, Pastor, I really don't don't have the guts to get up and raise my hand or pray that prayer and come and see you afterward. Well, if you can't stand for Jesus Christ and make a stand from him in a church filled with loving people who had to make the very same thing that you did, you'll never make it in the tribulation because you're going to have to say to the Antichrist I will not take the mark of the beast you got the guts to do that then not a chance today Pastor Mark taught about how you can be prepared for the rapture he also talked about being ready for death he reminded you that you're a citizen of heaven and that your true home is there not here He talked about being the type of person who's trying to do God's will for your life here and now, making God look good in the eyes of your unsaved friends and family. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. In his next teaching, Pastor Mark will finish his message, Are You Ready for the Rapture? He'll speak more about becoming the type of Christ follower that cares about pleasing God and how that's acted out in your life. You'll hear what Jesus said that his job on earth was and how you can follow his example. You'll also get more clues to look for regarding the end times. We've run out of time for today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Live Here Now, Then Live There Forever. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.